for joining us as we hear an anointed word from Treasure Coast Victory Center. I just thank him from the depth of my heart that he's given me power. He has given you power. Hallelujah. To take our rightful place in the earth as kings, as sons and daughters. Amen. No longer slaves or victims. No longer living beneath, but living above. (laughs) Woo! By his grace. That's something to get excited about. You are infused with his power, with his glory, his atmosphere, his honor. Yes, Jesus spoke his name over his people. Hallelujah. For the name of the Lord is great. It's a strong tower. And those who run into the name, because it's substance, it's power. There's safety. There's covering in his name. And the Lord Yeshua in John 17 spoke his name over his people. And we are a people called by his name. That's right. Let there be no confusion about that. You are the people of God. You are the people born after the spirit of God through Yeshua Messiah, the Christ. Please. Hallelujah. So. Say that to say that uh, our pastor is out today and. uh, We just release grace over over his life, over his his family's life, over beloved wife's life everything that he loves and he holds dear. And we pray that he's having a wonderful time of refreshing at this time because we all need to to draw away. Jesus drawed away often, often, and and he prayed. He had to take his mind off of things that were going on in the the earthly realm. So we have to do that and, and and stay, stay connected, stay plugged in to what's on the heart of the Heavenly Father because we want to know that. We don't want to go a moment without knowing what's on the mind, what's on the heart of our Savior. Hallelujah. Glory. Today I want to talk about, but before I say that, I'm really excited about what's going on in the church. Uh, The word that's coming from Pastor Tom, uh, he's working day and night making sure that we're fed, you know, good anointed word. You know, and I've always admired Pastor Tom for that, his diligence, his, his steadfast ability to his unwavering, unshaking faith to stay and, and deliver the word of God, you know, and to give us what we need and to make sure we understand what's coming across uh, the pulpit. You know, it's good stuff. It has changed my life. It is. It has changed my walk with Jesus. It's, it's changed my, my wife's walk with the Lord. So I'm, I'm very thankful, and I'll be thankful to uh, PT forever for his, his, uh, his walk with the Lord Jesus Christ and for giving uh, me and my wife the opportunity to, to uh, represent not only the name of Jesus, but what he represents. Amen? So, Hallelujah. I want to talk about going to higher levels of faith today, okay? The Word of God, the Bible, declares over and over again 
that the just shall live by faith. It speaks it over and over again. It tells us the just shall live by faith. The righteous, the just, the people who are called by his name, the people who wear his name, we are those who are to live by faith. It says that in Romans 1.17, Galatians 3.11, Hebrews 10.38, and also in the book of Habakkuk. We shall live by faith. God expects us, those who have been justified, those who have been sanctified, those who have been set apart for his use, his work in the earth, we are to live by faith. Amen? We shall live by faith. No doubts in our mind. Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, after he had fasted, a supernatural fast, 40 days and 40 nights, he was confronted with a sniper. Satan the devil, Satan himself came after Jesus because he knew that Jesus was out to redeem us. He wanted to thwart the plans of Jesus. He wanted to stop Jesus from redeeming us, his people. He says, if he posed, he posed a question, if issuing doubt, doesn't the adversary like to issue doubt in your mind? In my mind, nonstop, because he he's a spirit. He won't stop. If thou be the son of God, make this stone a loaf of bread. If you're, if you're really the son of God, Jesus, Jesus didn't give him any root. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth forth out of the mouth of God. Every word. We can't no longer just expect regular food, bread, eggs, milk, potatoes to sustain us. We have to have the word of God. We can't live without it. Amen. We cannot live without it. So we need God's word. God's word is substance to us. It's our life. It's our life force. This is how we live. The Bible gives us instructions on how to live our life. It tells us to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy soul, and all thy strength. Hallelujah. It tells us to honor our mother and father. Honor our mother and father so that the days on the earth, our days on the earth shall be long in which the Lord thy God has given thee. He's given it to us. He says it over and over. The earth is ours. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over every creeping thing that crawls. Amen? To honor our mothers and fathers, it tells us to forgive our brother and sister 70 times 7. Oh, what? Forgive? Yeah, forgiveness has, has got to be an operation in our walk. Why? Because we were forgiven. Amen? So we have to forgive others their trespasses because they're imperfect just like, just like you are. Even though we have this born-again life, we have something called the soul, that part that, which is, isn't perfected. That's why we have to renew our minds on a day-to-day basis on what? God's Word. Yes. That's right. That's For it is the bread of life. Amen? Amen? Husbands, we have instructions in God's Word to love our wives as Christ loved the church. And he, offers his, he offered his life as a ransom. Right. He gave his complete life, his, his complete submission, so that the church could live. 
This is what he said in the word of God. We are to love our wives, husbands, as Christ has loved the church. And there's so much wisdom in that. And, and uh, you know, being married the number of years that I'm married, I, I, I can attest that the more I love my wife, the more I see love in return. So it does a work in me. It does a, a work in her. Amen. The word also instructs us parents to train our children in the admonition of the Lord. And when they are older, they will not depart. The Bible gives us instructions. It gives us a blueprint. It also tells us to meditate on God's word. I believe Patrick mentioned this Sunday. This, this book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth, but you are to meditate on it day and night so that we may have great success. Wow. It promises us success because that's the kind of God we serve. He's an Ephesians 3.20 God. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works where? In us. What's the power? It's the faith in Christ. That's the power. Release more power. You want more power? You want miracle working power? Release it. It's in you. That's it. Release it by faith. So in many instances, we look at our society. We see it in, in disarray and disorder, don't we? We look at our country, the political systems. It's, it's in disarray. It's in disorder. The issues of life where many people down and most are barely hanging on to survive. The Bible promises us success and not constant struggle. If we meditate on his word, his promises, his word, day and night. But herein lies the problem. Many people don't esteem the Bible as truth. Therefore, they don't meditate on it. Why would they meditate on it? They don't see it as truth, right? They, you know, they're, they have haughty minds many times. You know, I know better. You know, I'm an American now. I don't need the word of God. This, that, and other, some other type of vain philosophy. So therefore, they have their, their own philosophy. And failure is the outcome. So therefore, I am here to strengthen your faith today. And my faith today with the word of God. Let's go to Hebrews 11 and 1. And when you're there, say amen. amen. Are you still with me today? Are you excited about what God's doing in the church today? Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Hebrews 11.1. 1. When you get there, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. All right. So Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Faith is working now, presently, at this current situation. Your faith woke you up this morning. Amen? It led you here to church today to hear a word from God. So I'm here, by God's grace, to build that faith. The anointing of faith is in the now. It's not to change the past or to rewrite history. It's to put it into operation and change our current situation and the, to change the situation of others. And also to release the kingdom of God into the earth realm. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow, 
for sufficient is the evil for one day. What he's saying here is that there's enough anointing supplied for each and every day to take care of every problem that is facing us. Amen? Now, Father knows what we need before we even ask him. So therefore, we're to take one day at a time. The grace is supplied for the now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Substance is actually material. It's material. Faith is spiritual, okay? Just like a dollar bill or some eyeglasses that somebody might have, sunglasses. That's material. We can feel that. Faith, we can't feel it, but it's still substance because that's what the Bible just said. Okay, so we use our faith when we're worshiping, when we're praising, when we're praying, when we're believing, when we're speaking. We use our faith, we release it, our faith, in exchange for a positive experience with the Heavenly Father. He sees our faith, He can see our faith. Ain't that something? Because He's sharp. He can see it. It's, it's real to him. Every time we worship, every time we pray, he sees that faith. We're offering it up to him as a holy offering yes. to the Father. Without it, it's impossible to please him. So we are putting him on notice with our faith that we trust him and that we have confidence in him. It's not in our ability. It's not by our grace that we're saved but it's by his grace. Amen? It's by his power. Not by power nor by might, but by his spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts. The Lord Almighty. The Lord of glory. The King of glory. Hallelujah. We must understand that now faith, faith is regenerative. Mm, big word. That word now... It defines a different moment in time presently. It's working now. Hallelujah. This is why we also must remain faithful and positive in our faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So faith coupled with hope. They both work together. Amen. What is hope? You might ask. The happy anticipation, the positive expectation of all the desires of your heart, my heart, according to his will, right? Can't be anything crazy. If it's in the word, you got it, though. Amen? Amen. Says a husband, I got that. Hallelujah. I can be filled with hope because I'm getting me a husband. Amen. So I just got to walk in that. I got to walk and believe it. I got to get happy about it. I got to get excited about it. That don't excite you. I don't, I mean, come on, let's be real. What excites you? What excites you may not necessarily excite me. Amen. But, but you got to find something that's going to motivate you to put your faith in operation. Amen. Hallelujah. And the Lord, our father, he tries to do that. He's trying daily to find out what is it that Claudia wants? What is it that each and every believer wants or needs? If you're expecting healing. You could get excited about it because you got it. You got it. Amen. So we put that that hope has got to be in an expectation. It's got to be an operation. 
This is how we unlock hope. And I tell you, it's changed my life. Once I got a revelation right there, it's put my faith on another level. Okay, and I'm not where I want to be. I'm not saying that I arrived, but definitely I left from where I was. Okay, (laughs) hallelujah. Hallelujah. Think of hope as a rope. Okay, think of hope as a rope. All right, if you need something to help you, man, what is hope? Okay. Hope as a rope, okay? And you're on, a, you're on a, a big, tall, red mountain. Now, I know here in Florida, we don't have a lot of mountains, okay? But back where I'm from, back west in Arizona and, and, and L.A., California and stuff, you got, you got mountains, very beautiful mountains. And they're really tall, and they're so tall, a lot of them will scare you. I don't know how that is. I guess this, that's, you know, because they look so strong and, and mighty and... But our, the word says that our faith can move mountains. Amen. Wow. Woo. That's in Ephesians 3.20, God. So this red mountain, right? You're, you're standing on a mountain and you're trying to get to that next level. You're trying to get to that next level of faith. And someone throws you down a rope. Okay. So to help you up to get to that next level. Now, don't get excited. It's not your, your ex-girlfriend or your ex-boyfriend or your ex-bad boss. But it's Jesus Christ up on that next level. Amen? And he's the one throwing you the rope. He's the one responsible. And how many of you know he's very strong? He ain't going to let that rope go. Huh? He's going to make sure you get to the next level of faith. Amen? So you can trust in Jesus Messiah, because he's our blessed hope. Hallelujah. Your future, amen. So faith, faith currently, it takes care of the now, and hope is faith for the future. You follow me? Hope, you can wrap that in expectation. So wherever you are right now, you might not be satisfied, but guess what? Jesus has your future in mind. He's got you. You're connected. You're divinely aligned with Jesus Christ. The blessed hope. Hallelujah. And this is why Paul in Ephesians 6, he likens it unto a helmet. You know, he talks about the arm of God, the sword of the spirit, and all those are very important and deep. But how many know we follow our head? Right? So he likens it. He gives you a picture of a helmet. You know, make sure you got your helmet on. So what's he saying here? He's saying, make sure that every day you're thinking the best. You want to you receive the best. If you're thinking the best, you'll re- receive what God has for you. But if you're thinking negativity and fear, you're in fear, your faith is not in operation. Amen? So we have a duty. We're duty-bound to remain positive about the future. Because I tell you another thing. You know, a lot of end time talk and end time talk and the end of the world. God's God's not necessarily perfectly aligned with that. Okay, because he wants people. What is Colossians 1 and 27 says? Christ in us. Right. The hope of glory. Right. The hope. There's a hope for a change for the world so that people will be called and saved and born again. Amen. That's that's our hope. We want a happy future. We want to be able to, we want to be the ones to transform the earth as, as Romans 8 talks about. The whole earth, the all of creation moans and groans. So the manifestations of the, of the sons and daughters will appear. 
Amen? Hallelujah. So let us be hopeful always. Let's not be bound by negative reports, bad reports. And you're going to get bad reports in your walk because there will be tribulation because the devil's walking around. Okay? But there's a greater power working in us to overcome him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, in Hebrews 11, that same chapter, verse 2, it says, For by it the elders obtained a good report. And also, repeating back at, at, at Hebrews 11:1, 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. The more you have faith in operation, the more you have hope in operation, amen? The more evidence you're going to produce in your life. Because there are going to be people to say that, well, well, is she born again? Is he born again or, or not? You know, and what a testimony is, testimony is evidence of what you've been through, what God has helped you overcome, where things look one way, but God turned it around and it became a positive experience. Amen. This is what a testimony does. So the scripture in uh in Hebrews, uh, the, ver- the, the second verse, for by it the elders obtain a good report. But uh, speaking of testimony, I just want to share some of our testimony because I know uh, those of you who know me and my wife, our family, me, Latasha, Shazi, and Tazleem, how did they end up in Florida, right? So I want to share uh, some of, of how that came along. Because about 13 years ago, we were living just outside of Atlanta, Georgia. And at the time, we were living in a, in a townhouse, and it was fairly nice. I mean, Tasha really liked the kitchen, but I knew it wasn't, I knew it wasn't God's best. Yeah, she liked the kitchen, the, the tile work. I think the landlord, he, was, he, was, he had a tile cutting business. And we, th- you know, we thank God for, the, for his life because he was very kind, very, very generous, very, very gracious. And, you know, when the word talks about loving kindness, he's one of the people that, that pops up in your mind, you know, because, you know, people don't have to be kind. They don't have to be nice and they don't have to be, you know, they can be whatever, you know, wherever they're at, wherever the walk is. But he was nice. He was kind. So we were living in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, my faithful wife, who has been so faithful, so, so kind, and I've learned so much of love through my wife, and I thank God for her, Amen. you know, and, you know, part, part of the reason why, you know, I, I've experienced love and the love of the Father is, is coming through, you know, from her, and she's been faithful. So at that time, I was working two jobs, okay, working two jobs, and cause, so she can stay home with the, with the girls, and they were homeschooled at that time, teaching them, training them in the admonition of the Lord. And when they're older, they, they haven't departed. Amen? So she was doing her thing. I was doing my thing. But I, was, I knew in my heart uh, where I was, that's not, that wasn't God's best for me. Working two jobs, you know, around the clock, barely getting any sleep, barely any time to spend with my family. Uh, hard time, you know, making ends meet or whatever. But that was my faith level then. You know, that's where I was then. Then is it now, amen? amen. So I was, in the, I was in, the, in the process of, uh, I had been laid off. I was working for the phone company at that time. 
uh, Bell South. They were Bell South then. Now they're AT&T. So I had went through a layoff. Then I had to get two jobs to, to make up for that income. And uh, during the day, I was, a, uh, I was working in a, a commodities trading firm in Atlanta. And uh, it was tough because it was commission. Commission jobs are tough. And at night, I would, I would do security work. for. I watched uh, one of Verizon Wireless's campus in Alpharetta. And uh, so as, as time went on, the Lord gave me a dream, okay, and he showed me punching the clock back with the phone company again. And I said, thank you, Lord, I received that. So throughout the course of time, I ran into one of my old managers, hallelujah, and she gave me the information to get back on with the, with the company. And uh, so they said, we don't have a need right now in Atlanta, but these are the places in which we had a need. And I selected Boca Raton, okay? So that came through. It worked. It manifested. Okay? So, but before I worked the plan, how, do you, how many of you know faith arised? I mean, fear arised. Okay, because whenever you want to use your faith, fear is going to challenge you. So I had the fears of, you know, uh, what if while I'm driving down to Florida, you know, I get a blowout or I have a mechanical breakdown, I miss the first day at work, and, you know, all that's just, you know, the devil talking. But one thing after another, you know, through the, the booked hotels, me not being able to find an apartment, uh, me having to, to pay for my, par- my apartment in Pompano Beach and pay for the, the rent back up in Atlanta and paying for Tasha rent a car and, and buying her food and buying me food. It all worked out because I sensed God's glory in it all. And I stepped out one foot after the other, you know. And if I had to failed a pole climbing test or one of the tests or one of the requirements, that's it. The job goes by. I can pack up and go back to Atlanta. But everything was successful. Everything worked, you know, from the, from the moving, from, from packing our stuff up to the job, getting the job offer, uh, performing well on the job. It all lined up because God's glory is in it. And we're here. We found a wonderful home church because God was in it all. I trusted God. I stepped out, and it came to pass. And we are both called here. Uh, about part of a move of God, unlike we have seen before. And I'm very, very uh, excited about what God is doing here at Treasure Coast Victory Center. Amen? He's working, through the, he's working through the women. He's working through the men. He's working through Pastor Tom. He's working in all of us. Amen? And we're going from one level of glory to another level of glory. We're not what we were or what we used to be. We're going on new. It's the newer things. So in Hebrews 11, verse 2, for by it, the elders obtain a good report. There at verse 4, this is what we call a, a, a hall of faith. And, it, and the Bible, it, uh, it starts li- listing the names of great faithful people in, in the word of God. And anytime you need some help with your faith, which is, should be on a regular basis, amen? You can go... <laughs> You can go to the Hall of Faith and build your faith. The Lord has laid out a heritage for you there. Just like there's many elders here in the congregation, people of faith, people who have lived a life of walking with God, and they produce testimony, and they produce evidence 
of story after story of what God has done in their life. And sometimes you may want to go to your brother or to your sister and say, you know, how did you get victory over this? I think I was sharing in the, in the men's meeting uh, a few weeks ago how my sister overcame drug addiction. Okay. Her and her husband, they were badly addicted to uh, crack cocaine back in the, the late 80s, early 90s. And uh, I wasn't sure that they were going to make it. But guess what? They believed and they trusted in God. And now they're leading a church there in Topeka, Kansas. And they have been faithful for many years. Hallelujah. A manifestation of God's glory. But there again, you have a testimony. You have stories of people. How did, they, how did you overcome this? How did you overcome alcoholism? What scripture did you use? What scripture did you use to overcome poverty and lack? What substance should you offer before God? Because I need to make it to that next level. Amen. Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. So in the hall of faith, the Lord has supplied story upon story, stories from Enoch, a man who walked with God and who was translated. Woo! Glory. Jacob, faithful Jacob, who became Israel, huh? who wrestled with an angel and prevailed. Moses. Joseph, on and on and on. So I want to briefly look at the life of Abraham. If you have your Bibles, if you could turn to Genesis 22 and 2. Glory be to God. Yes, Genesis 22 and 2. If you're there, shout amen. 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 Say it one more time. <laughs> yeah, we are reading the word of God, which is substance to our life. It's life to our bones. Now, God said, take thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom you love, and get thee to the land of Moriah, and offer him, therefore, a burnt offering upon one of the mountains that I, must, I will show you. Eesh. That's some scary stuff, right? Now, if you're like me, this will make you pose a question. Why would God ask Abraham such a thing? To do such a thing because God was using Abraham's faith as substance. He said, what do you mean? God had a word for Abraham. Abraham had faith for God. God made Abraham father of many nations and many sons, proving that you cannot outgive God. Beloved people of God, I want to bring our attention to the fact that prior to this passage of Scripture, God and Abraham had a history, okay? God's track record was 100%. Abraham trusted God to leave the land of Ur and possess a land flowing with milk and honey. He proved true with that. God prophesied a son to him in his old age, and despite Sarah's womb being barren, God was 100 with that. God delivered Abraham and his beautiful wife, Sarah, on more than one occasion from perverted kings. God was 100 with that. See, when you align yourself with God, he's got your back. He's got your backing. He will fight your battles for you today, church. And when wicked kings rose up in the land, a lot like what's kind of going on now in our country. Some people can't figure out why all the fighting. Yeah, because wicked kings are, are rising up. But I tell you, 
the spirit of Abraham is here. So when wicked kings rose up in the land, God made Abraham successful in the battles and to sustain righteousness in the land. Abraham had many rewards for his triumphant victories. He sold a tenth portion to the high priest who was Melchizedek, in which the word says he had no earthly father. Therefore, in Genesis 13, 2, it says that Abraham was very rich. Our father Abraham was very rich. Amen. Amen. So I break off every shame on your life because your father is very rich. Okay? So he does not intend for his sons and daughters to live in poverty or to live in lack or to live in shame. That's not your portion. It's not your portion, okay? Your portion is prosperity. Your portion is wealth, health, and the best that he, heaven's got to offer. How many of you know that when he offered Jesus Christ up on the cross, that he gave the best that heaven had? He already gave you the best. So nothing in this earth realm can even come close to that. You can forget about it. The thing is, is that don't let material possessions have you. Don't let material possessions take the place of the Almighty. Okay? Because that becomes idolatry. And, and material things aren't God. They can't even come close. So the 13th verse, it says that Abraham was very rich. So God and Abraham, they had a track record. So when God the Father asked Abraham to do this, to offer his son, it was no problem for Abraham. Everybody follow that? Are you getting that? You see how people sometimes they can take things in context and then let their mind go way left or something? They start judging God. Oh, I know better than God. I can love better than God. Moses was the same way. You, Lord, you allow me to bring these people way out here and cause them to die? Right? That's, what, that's the mindset of many people today. I know better than God. I can love better than God. Right? Mm, okay. Yeah, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Humble yourself. Trust in God. But like I said, it was no problem for Abraham. It was like an open book test. Abraham had a a history. He had a relationship with God. He says, you know what? I don't understand this, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to be found faithful doing what God has asked me to do. I'm going to be found faithful. Abraham figured, Lord, if you said it, that settles it. End of story. You gave me my son in the first place. And that's what I desire, to keep our relationship in first place. So I declare over the church today that God will always be first place in your life. I speak that you will always desire to know the mind and the heart of Jesus. Always. This will allow Jesus to advance you to higher levels of faith and supernatural experiences in your life. Hallelujah. Now, we can read in Genesis twenty-two twelve. If you have your Bibles, follow me there. Notice this. And he said, Abraham, I see you're willing. So lay not thine hand upon thy lad. Neither do thou anything unto him for now. You see that now again? Now faith. 
now I know that thou fearest God, meaning you reverence me. You hold me in high regard. You hold me in high regard. I know that now. Therefore, withhold your hand. Don't do it. So that shows us as well is that God had what he needed. He had the substance already. He didn't need, he didn't need Abraham to go forward and do, do that what he asked him to do it. Because what God had, he had it. He had the faith. He had the exchange. That's why the, the ram manifested in the thicket, the manifestation. And you want to know what brought the manifestation? Perfect faith. Perfect trust. Perfect faith produces miracles. God was certain about Abraham. Abraham was certain about God. And even his son. This word calls Isaac the promised son. He was faithful. I mean, can you imagine him walking up to the mountain with, with Abraham? Where are we going? What's that in your hand? Where's the lamb? You know, he had a few questions. You know, the Lord will provide. He called him Jehovah Jireh. He said, okay, daddy, if you said it, I'm following you. I'm going to trust you. I got confidence in you. And, yeah, we have to have confidence in, in Pastor Tom when he's, he's given us this word. He's lived, he's lived a life in which proves evidence. So we have to some, show some forth a confidence of the word coming forth from the man of God as well. Amen? Amen. Amen. We all got work to do, right? Yes. Hallelujah. So he trusted him. Hallelujah. What else do I have here? You guys doing all right? Yeah. All right. All right. I'm almost done. Almost done. Now, most scholars believe, I think this is important to note. Okay, most scholars believe that the same place, Mount Moriah, okay, where, where Abraham did the faith, the faith act, they call it Mount Moriah. The scholars believe that that's the same place where Christ was crucified and God gave his only son. It's the same place. But thousands of years apart. Only God can do that. Amen? Only a faithful God can do what he does because he knows the end from the beginning. He is the beginning of all things, and after him there is no no other. That's the kind of God we serve. Amen? He's infinitely powerful. We must read the Old Testament with New Testament revelation. All sacrificial killing has been fulfilled with the holy sacrifice of the Lamb of God. So we can't get extreme. We can't say, well, God has told me to offer my son. It's already been done with Jesus, okay? A lot of the killing, the rams, the, the cutting, and all that kind of stuff, God has done away with that because a lot of it was fulfilled through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So this is what it means to us, you guys. As New Testament believers, it's vital to understand the progressive of Scripture. This means that God always has something better. Amen. Amen. And for his glory and for our use. God is not trying to test your faith. That's, that's the devil's job. Okay? God is trying to build our faith. He wants to strengthen your faith. He wants to see you with your faith in operation. Amen. And, and it's just as simple as speaking the word. Believing in, in your heart. That's the... That's the, uh, the uh, the, the, myst- the great mystery, what's on your heart? Because I know a lot of us tend to question. 
God, I don't know if I'm wanting the right thing, if I'm asking for the right thing. What does Ephesians 3.20 say? God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think according to the power that works in you. Uh, God, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, get rid of those doubts. Get rid of those second guesses. Stand on faith. Declare what the word of the Lord and the will of the Lord is in your life. And know that you know that you know. And you will see miracle, manifestation, greater and greater works. Hallelujah. According to the power that worketh in you. I'm standing in agreement with you. My wife is standing in agreement with you. The ministry team is standing in agreement with you. The angels are standing in agreement with you. Because there are more for you than against you. Amen. Now God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Because a lot of times we have trouble with it in that unseen part. Yeah. Oh, the Lord, I can't see it. But you're here, you know. Everything you have manifested because it was a desire in your heart. You know, I want that pretty dress for the ladies. Or I want those nice shoes for the man. Right? And it manifested. God heard you. God is like, you want, you want nice shoes? He's at the store waiting for you. Like, what color? <laughs> Right? You want ice cream? What flavor? Yeah. Right? And a lot of people make fun of this kind of preaching, but it's the word. You can't outgive God. Nobody can outgive him. I think that it's a religious spirit telling people, lying to people, telling them that God is not a good, good God, that God is not a God of love, full of love, full of compassion. Scripture says that he has loving kindness toward us. Loving Kindness, tender mercy. I'm working on that, guys. I'm working on being that way with people. You know, forgiving the 70 times 7 part. I think I'm probably up to like 102 or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) The point is, is that we'll lose count. Amen? Because I think Peter was counting like, yeah. I like 467 more to go. Hallelujah. But God is for us, saints. Now, I'm reading from Hebrews 11, the third verse. It says, through faith we understand. It widens our understanding. And how many of you know that when you understand something, when you understand how to turn the cell phone off, (laughs) you you begin to, then the mastery comes, right? Hallelujah. Then the mastery comes. We understand that the worlds were formed and framed by the word of God. So in the beginning, we look back at the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, period. <laughs> Scripture saying is like, you guys, that's a lot. That's a mouthful. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved. 
Spirit of God moving, just like he's moving today. He ain't going to stop moving until all is fulfilled for God's glory. He's moving on the hearts and minds of people. Amen. So we become a new creation, just like God formed the heavens and the earth. We become a new creation just by that. And Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, hallelujah, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. If we confess with our mouth, you got to speak it again and believe it in your heart. What's, what's the motive behind that, though, that belief? Because we heard the gospel. And we believe that God is. Amen. Amen. And that he sent his son yes. to die a horrible death so that we might be redeemed through him. Hallelujah. And then we have the gift of eternal life. It's all by faith. Because yes. Jesus did walk the earth. Right. He was crucified and rose on the third day. Amen. And has made many sons and daughters. By faith, we receive it. So we are a church that is putting faith into operation more and more day by day. We understand more and more every day that faith is real. Faith is substance. God loves our faith. God wants our faith in every area totally and completely. I'm going to say a brief prayer, and then after that prayer, if you need stirring of your faith today, if you find yourself questioning yourself, uh, you find yourself battling with, with who God is, does he really exist, any, any type of thing, if you're believing for something, I'll be available at the altar to pray with you. But, before you do that, can I give a couple before you pray? Okay, come on up, brother. Hallelujah. You know, you've heard a lot today about the word of God. And I want you to know that in Scripture, and I'm going to give you a couple biblical verses. Amen. If you go to Hebrews 4, it tells us the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. I want to encourage you to speak that Word. You've heard us given the Word Amen. this morning from, from both pastors. You've heard this morning also about the tithing and what we can expect when we give. Well, I'll tell you, I'm going to go to Malachi because I'd like you to read in there and see where it says that the windows of heaven, God wants the windows of heaven open for each and every one of us. That's not just for finances. That's for, that's for health. It's for healing. It's emotional health. It's for whatever you need. God wants us to prosper. For the word also tells us that as Jesus is in heaven, so are we in this world. Hallelujah. Like we need that word. And we need to get rid of that proposition, if. Yeah. Get rid of that if and change it to when. When God heals me. Not if God heals me, it's when. And I believe that time is now. Especially when Ben said he's going to say a prayer for you all. It's like, that's why I kind of interrupted him. It's, oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Before he does that. Amen. Hallelujah. Too, is about the word. You've heard the word, the word, the word. Everything he gave you this morning and everything Latasha gave you this morning. Praise the, the Lord. Word of God, the right. word of God. The word of God. In Isaiah 55. Verse 11, so shall my word be that go forth out of my mouth. Now, it's coming out of our mouths, but it's God's word that we're speaking. And he continues on here. It says, out of my mouth, which is our mouths for him, it shall not return to me void. Amen. It shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Now, Jesus did exactly what the Father wanted him to do. He didn't do anything different. He healed all. He didn't leave anybody out. He didn't put sickness on anybody. 
So if you ever think you're being punished by him, you're not. It's not from him. It's from the enemy. Amen. I love it when people get excited. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've always appreciated the spontaneity of, of this church, and I believe that's what has made this church dynamic, and uh, that's the gift of, of Pastor Tom and, and Papa Ted, is that they love to see people get excited about what God, God's doing, and, uh, <laughs> and it's, it's, I'm, 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 I'm there. I love it. I love it. Hallelujah. So it's a, a wonderful day. Hallelujah, being able to spend time with you today, Father God, in your word. These are people who are called by your name. Hallelujah, they are going from one level of faith, from one level of glory to another level of glory. They are not what they were, Father God, but they are are being transformed more and more into the likeness of Christ, Father God. Hallelujah. I thank you that you, Messiah, have spoken your name over your people, Lord God. Hallelujah. And we are on one accord. We are the same. We are the same. We are brothers and sisters in the faith. We are one. You, you have called us one. We are one with Messiah. That's why we love church so much, because we, we enter your courts with thanksgiving and with praise, Lord God, and we give you the fruit of our lips, and you inhabit our praises, Father God, and we become one. We have fellowship with the kingdom of heaven. I thank you, Father, that the kingdom of heaven is being released from this place. This is a Holy Spirit tandem in the earth, Father God, where divine connections will meet and connect and be strengthened and be empowered to carry out your perfect will in the earth. Your will is beloved above all things. Beloved above all things. I pray, I wish, I desire that you prosper and be in health. Even as thy soul, your mind prospers. This is what hope is for. To have a prosperous mindset. Prosperous thoughts. Good thoughts. Good thoughts about yourself. Good thoughts about God. Good thoughts about your brother, your sister. And to speak those wonderful things over your brothers and sisters. I bless them now. In Jesus' name. Amen. listening. For more from Treasure Coast Victory Center, visit us at mytcbc.com.